0: Right, everyone, we'd like to welcome Escondido's own Haley Moore to this edition of the STGA's Quarantine Chronicles. Thanks for joining Haley, how are you?
1: I'm good, how are you? Thank you so much for letting me be on the show. Of,
0: of course, we're glad to have you and uh, good to good to know everything's going well, everything's good over here, I think we're all going through the same thing, cooped up. How are you spending your days?
1: Um, I'm just taking it day by day, I mean... um. What's been nice is there's a mini tour in Arizona called the Cactus Tour, and I I've actually played those events. I started playing them like before I went to Cuba school and everything. And he's still having events in Arizona, so I've been we've been very lucky, and I've been playing some events there. And then the last couple days, I just this past week, couple weeks, I've just been home. Um, We have a net here and a little practice putting mat, so I'm kind of just doing a little bit of putting and hitting every day just to keep my swing in good motion and just keeping up with my fitness and physical activity So until we officially get back out there.
0: Well, that answers my next question. It sounds like you are keeping sharp.
1: Yeah. Yeah, I'm trying to. I'm not trying to do too much, though, just because, I mean, we still have at least a couple. We might have a couple more months, but... Um, just pretty much just hanging in there and just, I mean, staying healthy is just the key part, and that's what I'm really just focusing on and just taking all this day by day and just it's another learning experience of having to go through this and knowing that once we get started again, it's pretty much going to be nonstop of tournaments. So you definitely got to stay sharp with your game during an yeah. all, all season like this.
0: Yeah, absolutely. And um, so you, you made waves across the golf landscape back in 2015 when you made the cut at the ANA Inspiration um, mm-hmm. as just a 16-year-old. What message do you think that sent when, as the youngest player in the field, you went out and performed at such a high level? Um, <laughs>
1: um I would say, I mean, it was it was definitely it was I mean, it was a pretty awesome experience. Um, just the whole week. But I would say I mean, with how nervous I was just to go out there and I just I felt really comfortable on that golf course as I've played a lot of desert golf before and I've played at Mission Hills before. Mm-hmm. So I think just having some gold local knowledge on that golf course really just made me feel more comfortable. And just having a bunch of my family in town to watch just also made it pretty special just because they were there for me. And they knew, like, even as an amateur, like, it's hard. Like, it's going to be – like, this is all experience. So it doesn't matter if you make or miss the cut. Just go out there and have fun because you'll be here one day playing with these girls.
0: Yeah, there's something to be said about that. Uh, Nothing to lose mindset, I guess. Yeah. So shortly thereafter, you went to Arizona – Uh, where your older brother, Tyler, was a member of the men's golf team, Um, you almost immediately earned a spot in the star-studded lineup and posted top tens and seven starts, uh, including a tie for second at the NCAA championship that year. So what was that first year like for you?
1: It was definitely definitely a good spark to my college career. Um, It was definitely at first a little... Just kind of ner- it was just kind of nerve-wracking and new just because, I mean, I was only 17 years old. And, I mean, I was coming into college one semester before I was even starting. And a sp- the spring season, you played more golf. So you really have to make sure your studies are up top and you're not falling behind. So I, I thought the school part I was going to struggle a lot with. But just having an, having my coaches and my and just having a team of, like, an academic counselor really, she really helped me in my first couple of years. My first couple of semesters just kind of get adapted well just because, I mean, the fall season is so different than the spring. And so I would say just kind of having people like that really kind of, made me be able to focus more on my golf game, especially at team practices and everything. And I knew we I knew we had a capable – I knew that I wanted to do this early – to come early was just because I, I knew with me coming in, we would be capable of competing for a national championship and coming so close to advancing to match play. But just coming – having really good starts to the year and then progressing it into the national to come tied for second – was definitely pretty cool just because I was basically I was playing great golf right away and that's what you want to do you just want to get out there and just play and keep doing your keep doing what you're doing to improve your game you don't really need to change anything your coaches are there more to help you not really kind of change the way you practice or your swing you're just kind of there just to make sure everything's going good and just making sure you're having the right practice habits and practice thoughts while you're out there competing. Yep.
0: Yeah. And so in 2018, as a junior, you found yourself in the final pairing with an NCAA title on the line. Um, after being ahead in the match early, they kind to falter a little bit on the back nine. But what were your emotions coming down the stretch, just knowing that an NCA title was on the line?
1: Yeah. I pretty much my last like five holes. I my last. Five six holes, I kind of knew it was gonna come down to my match, and um kind of when we when the appearance when the parents were being announced the day before, I kind of had a feeling that I was gonna be put in the anchor match just because my I have a different um like mental way of going into match play, and I had struggled in the stroke play version, but I had just caught fire and i Played really well the first two matches, so I kind of had to say my coach was going to put me either out first to either get a point or put me in one of the last matches to where it could come down to my match. And I knew um I had gotten down, a cu- I had lost a couple, but I just knew um I was really close with my assistant coach, so he came in. When he came, we basically knew that it was going to come down to my match, so we kind of just were walking together and. Um these were pretty good holes that I some I had, I had two good par 5s where I could easily reach into and I could easily turn the match around and then just had a couple holes I just had to place my tee shot and then I'd be okay. Um and then just having I mean going to 18 we were one up. I mean and she hit or she hit the best shot she could. Um to be in their close for Eagle to win, and I just flip out my birdie putt. So she – two putts, and then we go into extra. So now I'm just a little more – even a little more nervous just because, I mean, my whole team is there and my head coach is there. And then we had some of our um, – like my, my mom was there and other – and other, uh, my teammates' parents were there. So everyone – I mean, the 18th pole was gathered with – fans and spectators, so we pretty much knew that this was like, this, was the, this was going to determine it. And that, I mean, we could either win this hole or have to keep playing and playing until one of us can win. And just going into the 19th hole, I was just, um, I've already seen the hole once, and it's a par five, and I know that with my long game, so I had a good drive and stuff I can get there in two and just get. A, just make Birdie just put the pressure on her and um we both had really tough we've both had some good five footers um for Birdie. Hers just kinda had a little bit more of a left to right curve on it. She just missed it. Mine was a little more kind of uphill so I was like, Okay, I just stand I I just stand over it. Um normally and I just kinda hit it and it went in and it was pretty pretty special after that
0: yeah i mean that when you drain that birdie putt on the final hole to win the championship it really set off a rabid celebration of you and your teammates and like you said family and friends that are watching where is that rank on your list of golf memories
1: um it's probably number one right now maybe it ha- two. It,
0: yeah it yeah. would have to be right it's
1: up there yeah
0: yeah it's pretty iconic um you know, just to win an NCAA championship on a putt like that, and just it was it, it was terrific to see. And you know, you've been uh-huh. pretty open about um, some of the bullying that you suffered as a youth. Was that the way you finished that championship? Was there any sort of a uh, you know, kind of a middle finger to everyone from your past, just the way that finished, and just the uh, the emotion that was behind that final putt?
1: Um, just a little bit, but I mean, I just took it more as a positive. Um, Just for me, just 'cause I just I was telling myself just to move on from it, and that I I have my whole life ahead of me still, and don't let don't let those people who say those comments basically drag you down or tell you what to do. Like you're you're your own person for one reason. You're not like I was born this way, and so I'm not gonna change my life around about it. I'm just gonna keep doing what I love and one day it'll be even more special when to win a LPGA event or even a major LPGA. So, (laughs) yeah.
0: Yeah, absolutely. That's a great answer. So just last year you tied for seventh at the inaugural 2019 Augusta National Women's Amateur. Um, What was that experience like? I mean, everybody, nobody says going to Augusta sucks, so I'm sure it was pretty, uh, pretty good experience for you.
1: No, yeah, it doesn't suck. It was definitely when, the chairman had announced it the year before at the Masters. I was definitely pretty excited just cause, um I mean at that time I was right in the rankings to be a so I was like, okay, I just need a couple more months of good golf because it was gonna the the rankings were gonna be determined by the by January first of twenty nineteen. So I knew they'd start the invitations right about the second week of January. So Um, I was just pretty so because right around that time I had seen that I had been in the rankings. So I was like, okay, I should be getting my invitation hopefully pretty soon. And I was actually out of the country playing in a tournament. So I never really got uh, it, it did did arrive home to my house. And so my mom took a picture of it and just kind of saw it. And then I saw it and I was like, okay, well, it's official. and I was just I was just getting excited just because I knew it was going to be a week of a lifetime and just for anyone for anyone to step on the Aggressive National grounds to play it to watch the Masters or just to walk it it's just something different in life like it's just something on your bucket it's probably on everyone's bucket list that to go there and so to just to see it and just experience it I think it's just pretty awesome and I mean for me to play it and walk the grounds of just all the legends you play out there. It's just pretty special
0: too. Yeah. It was really awesome to see you and Andre Lee and Zoe Campos and all the SoCal girls out there really, really killing it. So yeah, you are, you are a pro now uh, rookie mm-hmm. on the LPGA tour. you made a couple starts on the big show already. What's your biggest takeaway that you've had thus far? I know you've played a couple of events here before everything got suspended. Um, yeah. What's your biggest takeaway thus far? And what are you, what are your expectations moving forward?
1: I think right now, um, just staying patient out there. I mean um you I mean you have you have two basically you really I feel like you your first two rounds. You kinda just gotta focus in on everything and just try to do whatever you can to make the cut and then once you get to the weekend just start experiencing that part and then like a lot of people call us to third round moving day. So basically, you know, you can see that if scores are low, then you know that you can go low as well. And then, I mean, <laughs> yeah, I mean, I would just say, I mean, it's just it's kind of the weekend, it's just kind of being patient, just kind of let your game play out there because you've already seen the course a bunch of times. So if it doesn't go your way, It doesn't matter. I mean, you're still going to get money. (laughs) So, um, but I was just, I think my main key this year is now, I mean, hopefully with the season, that's going to, with this season going to be a little shorter now, just my number one main goal is just to keep my cards. So I know I'm going to have to just come out strong and just try to really play well these first couple of events just to get going back into the groove of competitive golf out here and knowing that, every putt is going to count for something. So it can count your money or it can count for you missing a cut or making a cut. So just I just have to focus in on everything and just have a good good mindset going into every week. And even if I do miss one cut, I just know it's not over. There's still more tournaments I could play and just regroup and reset and get ready for the next week.
0: That is a veteran mindset, Haley. I like it. (laughs) So a, a lot of the young women that you grew up playing against are now, you know, on the LPGA Tour or at least, you know, a couple, a couple of years off from being on the Tour. Um, did SoCal's high level of competition help you to get where you are today?
1: Yeah, definitely. I mean, I see them. I've seen them pretty much since I've grown up the game. And, I mean, seeing all of them, I've seen them in college golf and Even at Q School, and I mean, we were. I mean, a lot of us were competing at Q School and got through Q School. So we pretty much. I think just playing with them, seeing kind of their games and everything, I just kind of knew. I was like, okay, Um, I mean, we're we're all capable of being out there playing with the pros. And I think just with how competitive it is out here, it's it's pretty similar to how it's, it's pretty similar to what the LPGA is, where You see most, you see a lot of the same girls competing up top at the leaderboards to win it, or you just see those girls trying to grind it out to make a cut or to get like a top 10 or top 15 in a major. So it's pretty, I would think um, growing up playing in a huge area with a lot of golf and great courses to play on that are pretty similar, you definitely get, it gets you used to your competitiveness and to get stronger with it,
0: yeah that's great haley and mm-hmm. i'll leave you I'll leave you with this um just a one quick question what is uh your favorite show right now that you're streaming?
1: oh gosh um, I really haven't done much i mean they the the t v that I, I mean and the t v that I have at home like they're doing pretty good on on just having a lot of movies, and I mean, it was good that this past week they were showing like Past Masters, so it was just pretty cool. Oh, yeah. I think I mean now it's good. I think just watching replays of sports just just to get just to get that back in your mind. But if I'm not watching sports, I would have to say I'm probably I'm kind of just like researching. T- just show her. I really haven't found one yet. So, um, if anyone has any recommendations, just give me a message on Facebook or something. it be, it'll be cool. Yeah, that's a, that's a shout <laughs> yeah.
0: out. That's a shout out to all our listeners. You guys know how to find Haley. Find her on the find her on the web. Shoot her a DM. <laughs> Fl- slide in those DMs with some uh, with some good yeah. show recommendations for Haley. All right. Well, that was uh, that was fun fun to have you here, Haley. And I think that's it for this session of Quarantine Chronicles
1: thank you guys
0: all right thanks haley all the best to you and stay safe out there
1: thank you